All right, welcome back to News and Brews. This is our weekly podcast where we talk about the latest happenings in brewing and restaurant industries in Central Ohio while also sampling some local beers and providing our expert, uh, somewhat expert opinions on them. I am Doug Buchanan, and we are joined by... Carrie Gosh. Danny Eaton. Mark Summerson. Okay, and Back. yes, after a, well, it wasn't a vacation, it was just a day off. It's a vacation day. It was a vacation day. This week, we are doing a couple of different Oktoberfest beers. We're going to taste, test, and uh, see which one we like best. Uh, I know you guys did an Oktoberfest while I was gone, so I apologize about that, but you really can't get enough Oktoberfest beers, that, am I right? That was a homestead? Okay. Yeah, yeah, it was so we were in Lincoln County. So these yeah. are the first Franklin County ones. But this is a comparison to celebration. Yes, there we go. There it is. So I chose for this comparison Columbus Brewing Company's Fest Beer, Fest, and and North High Brewing's Nordenhock. Which you know what that means? Nordenhock. I do not and actually. It says Oktoberfest. Oh. Oh, I thought it was <laughs> something you needed penicillin for. That's supposed to be. <laughs> Not the Norden hook. I mean, really, Norden. Yes, I suppose Who I could have. Who doesn't think hook means high? Come on. Exactly. Did you know that? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly was wondering nope. if it was some kind of a style of beer, so I was going to ask Dan about that. But, Carrie, thank you for uh, it, it filling North me. High. It means North <laughs> High. Okay, so both are just straight up Oktoberfest beers. And we have cute little old man glasses. I love these. Old man glasses are bifocals. These these are just drinking glasses, just tiny ones though, like Dixie cups. I tried the um, North the uh, Columbus first. Okay. 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 Oh, I'm out of order. We're doing and the I'm switching. You're out of order. There's all quarts out of order. Teed you up for that one. So if I remember enough of the discussion from mm-hmm. when you guys had the homestead in here, these are Martzen or Marzen style beers. Is that right? Carrie says it best. Martzen. <laughs> Not even going to try to replicate that. Okay, good. And now you know why Carrie is here. <laughs> yes. It's my only function. <laughs> She's out through, through Oktoberfest, and then, uh, <laughs> and then we go back. These taste very similar to me. As they should. <laughs> yeah. We need a palate cleanser, like some... Saltines or something in between. Well, I thought there would be more variation. Is it just too too basic of a beer? Is that? Yeah, I think we we talked about this a little bit during the homestead episode. But there's only so much variation you're going to have with an Oktoberfest. You know, it, these really taste similar. Right. It doesn't have the you know the variety of like IPA where you, there's a lot of creativity there. This is a pretty strict style in terms of uh, what you use to make it. So everything's so good. That's one short similar. podcast. Yeah, I was today. about to say, <laughs> should I go get the... Uh, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> the <laughs> well, let's go clean out the fridge. <laughs> Way to go, Doug. <laughs> well, it doesn't mean you can't talk about it. It's no. just that... that and, and it is... I mean, it, there's value in drinking these side by side because I think there are... I think there are you can pick up on some subtler differences. You know, I'm the, trying. Yeah, yeah. Such as ones in a smaller glass. I think the North High has a slightly, I'm going to say, mm-hmm. sweeter. Yeah, taste. that's a, that's actually exactly what I would say. I, I think North High is is you know by small degrees maybe you know slightly sweeter um, than the Columbus Brewing one. Okay, that that I found a difference. And North High has a slightly higher alcohol content. Oh. 
Really? Yeah, tell yes. me. Tell me. Five point four to Columbus Brewing's mm-hmm. five point three, which oh. may means there's more sugar in the North High. Brings yeah. us sweeter. There you go. There you go. Oh, we look at that. This out. We are det- beer detectives. The student has become the master. <laughs> so the sugar is there for the yeast. alcohol. So basically, yeah. yeah, more yeast poop. Yes. This is why I'm here too. <laughs> <laughs> so fun fact, the contents of three of these North High cans will fill a one liter beer stein very nicely. Oh, do they tell us that and on that the is can? right on the can? Oh, oh so you need you to buy go. three of them. <laughs> so which for your stein hoists. Yeah, which brings me around to Gemut Beer mm-hmm. Garden where uh, the beers are either in half liter or one liter uh, mm-hmm. gla- uh, steins, I guess I should say, and one liter is a lot of beer. Yes. You need to really be committed to it. Yes. So. so a liter is, if I'm doing my math correctly, 36 ounces? No. Yes. Yes. Schoolhouse yes. Rock says it's yeah. a little more than a quart. <laughs> I want to hear the actual song version. I sang once and never again. <laughs> Well, all right. Since this part was a dud, Dan, you want to move on to the. <laughs> Not uh, a dud. Uh, no, it's like good. Well, let's, you, you know, let's go around. Do you, as you're drinking a little bit more, is anyone picking up any other differences? Do you have a, a strong preference between the two? I want to bring you back the uh, Homestead one. I can't remember what that tastes like now. I've, we actually may have a bottle in the fridge. <laughs> My guess is it's going to taste something similar. <laughs> yes, yes, I think so. so. I tend to like the one with more alcohol in it. Uh, so North High. So I tried to to do a little bit of research about the beers ahead of time, just ingredient-wise, because I knew they were going to be close in taste, so I was curious if there was going to be any notable differences in the ingredients, but I couldn't find them. North High's listed theirs. Columbus Brewing didn't list hmm. um, quite all of all of theirs. So, But I'm assuming they're using certainly similar malts, if not the same, and then... I mean, in, in this case, you're probably going to go with the one brewer that you like the most. In this case, mm-hmm. because you could choose if 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 these are like most other Oktoberfest beers or Meritzens, mm-hmm. you would you would choose a brewery you liked, yeah. just because they're going to taste similar. But there is, a, I will provide a little bit of a newsy hook <coughs> to these selections. Please do. Columbus Brewing will be opening its tap room soon. Uh, they haven't said exactly when, but uh, my my intelligence, my my people on the ground, including myself, know that it will be. <laughs> You're one of your people on yes, the ground. I'm one of my people <laughs> on the ground. Know that it will be soon. Perhaps there will be <clears throat> news of that in the next week What's or so. The location for that at their brewery. Oh, yeah, at their brewery out on Harrison, right around the corner from where Forstring used to be on Hague. So wow. their tap room will be open. They're going to have about twenty some taps there. I won't, uh, won't oversell this because we're probably going to be talking about it again. But as an FYI, that's going to open soon. Do you think it'll be they will have their Oktoberfest beer there? Yes. Yeah, they're going to have about 20 taps. And one of the more interesting, it'll they're so well known for IPAs, it's going to, then they're, they're going to have plenty of IPAs. But they will give them a chance to show off other styles. Um, I know particularly, um, you know, lagers like their Fest beer and mm-hmm. they have a Pilsner going to be on tap. And these are things that, you know, I think the brewers themselves really enjoy drinking, you know, for mm-hmm. as much as <clears throat> as popular as, as IPA is as a style. If you talk to a lot of brewers, you know, they tend to drink Pilsners. and These will disappear by mid-October then. Mm-hmm. So these are yeah, really just a September, October mostly. Yep. Fall, okay. fall seasonal. These and, these and pumpkin beers. 
Yeah. Which we still have yet to bring a pumpkin uh, well, beer. We're, we're waiting for a week when Eleanor is not on vacation. I was showing some <laughs> restraint, I thought. So. I've never had a pumpkin beer, so I'm actually looking forward to that. Just yeah. to see You've never had like. a pumpkin beer? No. Really? Never. As much beer as you, you've consumed, you've never I've had a pumpkin I've stayed away beer. from the whole pumpkin latte, pumpkin spice, yeah. everything. It sort of drove me to the point where I just ignore it all. You are out of your gourd. Literally. So I'm getting a sense from these that if you do buy them, they have a short shelf life. You should drink fast because they... To me, it's teetering on spunky already. Really? That's mm. interesting. Mm. Um, a little bit puckery. <laughs> Which one? One more than the other, or are you um, getting it I'm, from both? I'm preferring the Columbus as a little less puckery than mm-hmm. that. Mm. I think the Columbus one is smoother. I I really like this style of beer. Mm-hmm. I think the, the Columbus brewing just uh, goes down uh, a little bit more smoothly. I, I, I agree with you that the North High has a bit more of a sweetness to it or it just has a little bit more something on the columbus brewing thing yes <laughs> so i went to four string a good number of times and i yeah. know you had always mentioned that columbus brewing was down in that area mm-hmm. somewhere and i just figured that i just wasn't going you know i figured i'd stumble across it at some point mm-hmm. but i never went looking for it until you until they announced the the, the tap room and then I realized I'd been driving by it like mm-hmm. multiple times. It just—it's yeah. not so a real nondescript You'll, back there. They've redone the front where the tap room's going to be, so it'll be more noticeable now. Okay. But there was never—you know—there was a, a a little bit of of I think they put a, a green uh, you know Columbus Brewing C on one of their grain towers. But other okay. than that, there was never much. There hasn't been much of an indication of yeah being there. Especially in contrast to four string, which had its name <laughs> plastered in like sixty high, foot high letters uh, across the front of their building. I've never seen the Columbus Brewing Company's place either, hmm. but I will look for it. You will soon. I will. I'm looking forward to that. Okay. Any other beer news? You know, the big beer news of the week was the we were the first to report the the tenant in the former actual brewing space over in Clintonville. We had talked earlier this year. It was acquired at uh, the assets were acquired at auction by uh, a local guy named George Tanchevsky, who, uh, if you don't know George's name, you've certainly probably been in some of his places. He's the guy behind local cantina. He owns Old School in Clintonville. He owns Local Bar in the Short North. He is one of the owners of the somewhere in particular brewery out on the northwest side that opened last fall, and they are going to do a version of that called uh, Sip Local in Clintonville. Sip somewhere in particular. Very clever. But Sip Local is going to open next month. They're in there working on the on the space. They hope to be <clears> open <throat> next month. They will be doing a little bit of brewing on site. Most of the beers are going to come from somewhere in particular, which has a bigger system out on the northwest side. But uh, the brewing on site, they said their focus is they actually want to do a lot of collaborations and sort of interesting one-off projects. There's a small brewing system there. So there's not much to do anyway, but when they do things there, they want them to be kind of special, unique things. They talked talked about bringing home brewers in to let them work on the big system. They talked about teaming up with Columbus Brewing and Wolf's Ridge, and I'm sure you know anyone they like that's willing to to uh, you know come up with funky and interesting you know one-off beers that that can be served there. In addition to the somewhere in particular. So basically, for the home brewing thing, like if you. If you think you can scale up a home recipe, mm-hmm. they'll let you go in there and 
put it through yeah, their system. Yeah, and it's I mean it's not that's not unheard of. Barley's does a homebrewing contest every year and the prize is for the winner of the homebrew contest yeah. is they work <clears throat> with the Barley's to do a big batch of, of their home mm. beer. That's actually two tones guys. That's how they started. They were homebrewers oh, yeah. and they won a Barley's contest. And, you know, that was their inspiration to, to at some point down the road, you know, start a place of their own. Mm. Uh, Platform, I think, has done some similar things where they've, they've tapped home brewers to come in and work with them on, on a beer. So, um, you know, it's an interesting idea. It's been done a few times. But Have all of you been to somewhere in particular? I have not yet. I that's have. the one that's in the old house, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, the Henderson house. The yeah. Historic Henderson house. Super good beers, super good food. So I'm very excited to have this come to Clintonville. And we went from Clintonville had one brewery, which was Lineage, to two when Actual moved in, mm-hmm. back to one, and now we'll go back to two. And you'll go up to three. Tell uh, me later. when. Well, uh, I think later this year. I'm trying to remember the timing for the Whetstone. Brewery, oh, that's right. Uh, which Spelled announced a couple weird. W E T. Yeah. S T O N E. Scootering distance from my house. <laughs> <laughs> Other beer news. Which I, I think we should clarify uh, is that uh, can you get a DUI on a scooter? Yes, you can. Yes, you, you can. can get one on a bicycle. <laughs> on a lawnmower, oh, as a matter of fact, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't somebody get popped on a riding lawnmower one time? Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. I'm not suggesting anything. It was my first scootering <laughs> experience this week. Heading to Lineage and back for a happy hour with a bunch of women journalists. In I town. saw your uh, I saw your picture. Mm-hmm. And you all rode scooters. No, just me, because it's like a mile downhill from my house. Oh, okay. Did you enjoy the ride? It was scary on the way there, but... Sidewalk much... or high street? Oh, you don't ride a scooter on the sidewalk. I know you per don't. City code. <laughs> <laughs> but did you? You shouldn't, but... <laughs> no, um, Arcadia has this nice bike lane that you can... Did you open the throttle, or were you <laughs> Really let it go? <laughs> uh, it was more like trying to figure out, you know, which one is the forward and which one is the brake, and... Yeah. <laughs> And I didn't fall off, so nice job. it's a win. That yeah. is a win. Yeah, very true. <laughs> Do you remember with the Homestead? That was also a very burpy beer. I think this, we're, we're having this issue yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, that was a burpy one. This one, that was just a, a wrong pipe situation. <laughs> that was uh, that was not a. Uh, I didn't have to squelch a belch. <laughs> so that almost went up my nose. <laughs> oh, now everybody has wrong pipes. I'll share another bit of beer news this week. Last Saturday, I had the. The privilege for the the third time to be part of a of an Ohio judging an Ohio beer competition called King of Ohio. It's organized by Rick Arman of the former, actually soon to be formerly of yeah, the Akron, Akron Beacon oh, no. Journal. Rick's the patron saint of Ohio beer writers. He is moving on to be editor in chief of a couple smaller papers up there in really? Worcester oh. and Ashland. So it's a good thing. Oh, yeah, good. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. No, he's yeah he's moving into a new job, like the Worcester uh, Daily Record or yep, whatever. It is? Worcester Daily Record and whatever the Ashland paper is. Do so you yeah. subscribe to the Worcester Daily Record? Uh, no, but I have read the Worcester Daily have Record. You? Yes, <laughs> yeah. I've spent a couple of afternoons at Worcester. That's where uh, there's a... JFB. Uh, J- yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's a very good brewery. I was about to say, well, I can't remember the clean version. Just another uh, friendly brewery or something? There's a joke know. version. Yeah, yeah. It's JFB. Um, just, uh, a just another... Fracking brewery. Yeah. Got it. So, but anyway, I was Rick, Rick and some other folks, including uh, Pat Woodward, <clears throat> a beer blogger here in town. Uh, have for five years now organized this King of Ohio competition. I think it's very well done. It's well conceived. It's it's they pick one style, 
and tell every brewer in the state you can submit submit one beer. So one beer only from uh, any brewer. And this year they went back to IPAs, which was the initial style they did five years ago. And they had, you know, 100 entries. So about a third of the brewers in the state submitted a beer. And the, the winner, after the multiple rounds of judging, I always described of, of uh, it's like a dog show. Because uh, you have, within IPA, there's... There's sort of normal IPAs, and there's hazy IPAs, and there's imperial IPAs, and there's imperial hazy IPAs, and then there's always ends up needing to be kind of a catch-all category for, for mutts. For, yeah, for mutts. <laughs> and, um, and so those beers are judged at those levels, and then the ones that are, are deemed the best then go to a, a final table where um, professional judges... I'm not a professional judge. I'm an experienced amateur. So, but there are professional judges that <laughs> are uh, fairly experienced amateur. But uh, but there there are there are always professional judges there to help sort of guide the conversation, and then they're the ultimate you know arbiters on the the last table of of, of what wins. Did you agree with the the winning choice? I didn't have so so I was a judge on the imperial IPA table. So okay. that is all. That's the only thing I assessed. So the the beer we ended up picking because it's it's neat because it's a blind <clears throat> test. Um, and I love a blind taste test because, you know, whether we think it or not, these labels matter. And if we see someone who's respected, we're probably going to think that beer is pretty good. And if we see someone we don't like or it isn't respected, then we're even if it's kind of good, it's going to be, you know, you'll you'll couch it in like, well, this is kind of surprisingly good for these guys. You mm-hmm. know, so so it's a blind testing. And uh, the, the beer that won art, the group that I was judging in, though, was uh, Combustion. So it was one of the local mm, beers. It was uh, their Imperial IPA. Now we're talking. Uh, which was very good, and to be frank, it was kind of heads and shoulders above the other ones um, that we were tasting. In Pickerington, Pickerington, yeah, hmm. and in Pickerington. Um, so th- that was the only category I judged. And then for the the final group, you know, they took combustion, and then they took the winners of all the other groups and judged them against each other, kind of regardless of the subcategory they were in. And the winner of that was Fatheads in in Cleveland. Uh, which shouldn't come as a surprise because they're very well known for their IPAs. Mm-hmm. So it's a neat competition in that you know Combustion's pretty well known for their IPAs. Fatheads is known for their IPAs. Um, one of the other um, category winners was Streetside mm-hmm. in Cincinnati, Masthead in Cleveland. These were all beers that that stood out, and they're all breweries that are known for their IPAs. So it was this nice sort of affirmation that sometimes maybe the hype is hype is real. Mm-hmm. I know you're going to ask me a question, but I want to give one other one other no, thing go ahead. real quick. The other um, the other local yeah. beer of note was uh, Seven Suns. Seven Suns Miracle. Miracle is they're describing it as a light hazy IPA. It's it's like four some percent. They say it's like 115 calories. They're pitching it as like hazy hazy IPA flavors without all that kind of heft in in body. And it's a really super interesting. I've had it before. I didn't have it at the competition, but I've had it before, and it's it's a super interesting beer, um, and it's real tasty. And that was actually the runner up. The judges had that as the runner up to to Fatheads. Is there a so difference it's a, it's between a light beer? Well, I was going to ask: yeah. Is there a difference between a session IPA and a light IPA? They call it a light IPA. I think generally people would probably call it a session IPA. Okay. It got thrown into that specialty <clears throat> category where there wasn't enough to sort of justify its own things. I mean, I saw that. The, the, I was real surprised mm-hmm. at that. I just wouldn't expect any kind of a, you know, quote-unquote light or mm-hmm. session IPA to win anything in a competition like that because I always associated them with just you're not trying you know, you're not you're not trying. You're not turning it up to eleven. You're kind of dialing it down. Right. To eight. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's yeah. a style that is that is often turned up in that 
in doing a light version by definition turns, you know, yeah. you would but think there it's are some pretty tasty, what, like Founders All Day IPA yeah. is pretty tasty. Yeah. Okay. And, and that's that fairly light. Yeah, it is fairly light. Sessionable. Didn't quiz any of the judges. I do wonder if there's some fatigue. Maybe that's why yeah. that appealed. You know, I talk about it. I'm broken record on it now at this point. But, you know, if there's a little bit of IPA fatigue in terms of, like, the heaviness. So to have something that yeah. has that flavor and is pretty light is probably pretty appealing. Although, you know, it wasn't that long ago. It was only a couple of years ago where every, like, session was what people were doing. Everyone was going to session IPAs yeah. and making session IPAs. And then, like, hazy hit. And now that's that's all any anyone seems to want to do. So, Dan, how many um, contests are there out there? Does every state have a bunch of them, and Tons. then there are national I mean, ones? I mean, there, the, yeah, there, there's uh, <laughs> competitions everywhere in all shapes and sizes. Is um, there some that stand out that you really want to win? The, the big one is coming up. The big one's GABF, Great American Beer Fest in uh, Denver, which is, I think, the first week of October this year. So that's the big prestigious one that most people want to win. Columbus Brewing's won medals in that mm. um, in the past. There's been other local brewers, I think, have as well. And I apologize to them for, for not remembering offhand, but I know Columbus Brewing has won GA, uh, GABF medals before. So that's that's the prestigious one. Do well, most of Ohio's brewers, or some, mm-hmm. like what percentage of them send something to Colorado for that? I, a, I think a lot of them do. Do they? You know, I don't, I don't know the percentage, but a lot of them go and a lot of them send beer to it. Well, they're beer nerds. A lot of these guys yeah. want to taste other oh, yeah. beers and see yeah. what's happening out so there. So on a practical note, you said they get, they, they <clears throat> submit one kind or one bottle or one? I mean, they, they have to send enough. to. They Usually it's a growler or a six-pack or a four-pack. Okay. So you have to send it Just straight off the production yeah. line, they get yeah. okay. And then packed quite carefully and yeah. enough to fill well, a bunch now, of Well now that was that was sorry, I was just speaking about King of Ohio there. G A B F they may have to send more. I'm not sure how much they have to send. Okay. But and they have to send it out like a month ahead of time. I was talking with uh actually I believe it was Jason McKibben of North High who was talking about you know, the, the sending stuff there and the concern of, like, you're getting it right off the line, so right. it's at its best, but there's always, you know, it's like a month delay until it gets there and it gets judged, although I suppose everybody... Every, yeah, boat. I was going to say everybody's in the same boat on that. And it's, like, stored in, sure. in a cooled warehouse out there? I, I'm sure they Pressurized. have very strict, very <laughs> yeah, strict exactly, yeah. safety, yeah. you know... Yeah. yeah, I suppose you could go in there and like shake your rivals. Uh, do you yeah. do you wait till the mountains are blue on your yeah your exactly yeah, that's right. what they they take yeah. they take that's all the beer they and they the pour them on. all into Coors bottles, <laughs> Coors cans, and when the mountains are blue, that's, that's how they know they're ready to sample <laughs> blind so. tasting part. All right, that should do it uh, for this week. Check in uh, next week when I promise we will not be doing Oktoberfest, but uh, perhaps we'll be moving on to the pumpkin beers as we transition toward uh, toward the holidays and, and, and look forward to the Christmas beers and everything else coming up uh, for the rest of the year, which I know you love. Christmas beers? Yeah. Oh, God, no. 